Hello and welcome to Mental Awakening, the podcast that explores all topics related to trauma recovery, mental health, chronic pain, and healing. I'm your host, Sarah DeKeeley, psychotherapist and mental health social worker, and in this episode, I will speak about boundaries and why they matter, the different types of boundaries, and how to set healthier boundaries. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's good to be here with you guys because I almost didn't get a chance to record this episode. I haven't been feeling the best since the last episode for the last two weeks. And a big reason as to why that has been the case is because my boundaries were too loose. They basically got too loose, particularly with myself. (laughs) Because yes, I do believe that we need to have boundaries even with ourselves. And thanks to my body's intelligence, I have come to recognize that there's a couple of things that I need to become mindful of again, which is why I thought this is a perfect opportunity to create an episode on boundaries. So what are boundaries? Boundaries are basically how we define our limits, right? What's okay, what's not okay. And they're usually meant to be um, based on our values. So they're essential if we want to be both physically and emotionally healthy. Creating healthy boundaries is very empowering because by recognizing the need to set and enforce limits, we protect our self-esteem, we protect ourselves, we maintain self-respect, and we basically enjoy you know, having healthy relationships. Unhealthy boundaries can cause a lot of emotional pain for all of us and lead to codependency, dependency, depression, anxiety, stress-induced physical illnesses and health issues. And it's a bit like leaving the door to your house unlocked and allowing anyone to come in at any time of the day. So boundaries are pretty much like guidelines, rules, and limits that a person creates to identify for themselves what's reasonable, what's safe, what's allowed, you know, for other people to behave around them or how they will respond when someone steps outside of those limits. Personal boundaries are like the no trespassing sign, defining where you end and where others begin and They're determined by the amount of physical and emotional space you allow between yourself and the other person. They're also important because they allow you, they help you to decide what type of communication, what type of behavior, interaction is acceptable for you. So why is it important to set healthy boundaries or to set boundaries in general? Because we get to practice self-care and self-respect. We get to communicate our needs in a relationship, whether it's a personal, private relationship, whether it's a, you know, work relationship, you know, relationships in terms of friendships, family, right? Any relationship that you have in your life, when you have healthy boundaries, it helps you to communicate your needs within that relationship in whatever setting. For me, growing up, boundaries was a non-existent concept. My parents had no idea about what boundaries meant. I had no idea what boundaries meant. I was raised in a culture where everyone's always up your business. Everyone needs to know exactly, you know, everything about your life and they need to interfere and give you their opinion about everything that you do or think or say. So, you know, I, I didn't know that I had the right 
to say no to things, that I had the right to speak my truth. I had no idea. I was forced as a child or pushed, you know, into kissing my auntie or my uncle or whomever else wanted to invade my private space because I was never asked, hey, do you want to do this? Is that something you're comfortable doing? Do you want to give your auntie a kiss? It was almost like, go and do it, right? I was ordered to do things that I didn't really always want to do as a child. So once I became a young woman, it was kind of like, yeah, anything goes. Whatever someone needed of me, whatever someone wanted from me, I always felt obliged to say yes to it. Whether it was my mother, family members, friends, boyfriends, random strangers. I mean, there were incidents um, that I recall in my life in my early, you know, 20s that were really dangerous and kind of damaging situations where I gave in to things that I was really not comfortable with. Anything from, you know, when I started dating and the kind of people that I dated and the demands or the things that I wanted me to do to just in general, within a work setting, I was often treated incredibly poorly and immensely insecure. I mean, it was written all over my face. Doesn't matter how much I tried to appear confident. It's the energy that counts, right? People are going to, they're going to see through you. And, and so I was, I was very insecure and I had no concept of self, no concept of boundaries. And so boundaries are often the thing that I always talk to my clients about in sessions. It's one of the most important things, one of the most crucial things when it comes to recovering this concept of your essence and yourself, which I will make an episode about because I think just exploring the concept of self and the definition of essence and what that actually means, because I've referred to it quite a few times in previous episodes and the importance of that and what, what all of that entails. But basically, boundaries is what helps us get closer to that essence, right? And so we need to implement it in our lives. We need to understand it. We need to know why it's important. And if we look at the different types of boundaries that are, um, you know, the kind of the different categories of boundaries, we have physical boundaries, which provide a barrier between you and someone else. So, you know, physical boundaries include your body, your sense of personal space, your sexual orientation, your privacy. These boundaries are expressed through your clothing, verbal instruction, body language. So, for example, someone who is a close talker and who might get really close to you in order to talk to you and that if that makes you uncomfortable, then you might have to verbally protect your boundary by telling that person to stop crowding you. So other examples of physical boundary invasion are inappropriate touching, unwanted sexual advances, looking through other people's personal files, emails, not allowing someone their personal space, anything that has to do with just respecting someone's space, basically. So we that, that falls under the category of physical boundaries, including your privacy. This is important even... You know, in intimate relationships, there are times when my husband really doesn't want to cuddle or there's times when he really needs to be alone or whatever it could be and vice versa. I might feel the same way. And 
respecting that as opposed to pushing and saying, no, but you have to, or, or using emotional blackmail or manipulation as a way to get your way. That is also a crossing of boundaries. So boundaries are all about honoring and respecting yourself and the other person. So the next thing is um, emotional and intellectual boundaries. These boundaries protect your sense of self-esteem and ability to separate your feelings from others. So when you have weak emotional boundaries, it's like getting caught in the midst of a hurricane with no protection. You expose yourself to being affected by other people's words, thoughts, and actions, and then you end up feeling wounded, bruised, battered, right? So when I'm talking about emotional boundaries, I'm referring to behaviors, belief systems, um, choices, sense of responsibility, you know, your ability to be intimate with others, um, for example, even just, yeah, have, being your own person, right? So if you don't know how to separate your feelings from your partner's feelings or someone else's feelings and you allow their mood or their belief systems and their opinion dictate your level of happiness and sadness, which aka is codependency, then there's a boundary that's being crossed there, right? There's no healthy boundaries there. So things like sacrificing your plans, your dreams, your goals in order to please other people, not taking responsibility for yourself, and then blaming other people for your problems. I used to do that all the time. It was literally a big chunk of my personality to live my life based on what other people expected from me, wanted from me, needed from me. And then I would also, in an unconscious way, manipulate by trying to get something back in the same way, like because that's the behavior I learned, right? So I was manipulated, so I would manipulate back. Well, you have to do this for me, or I'm going to get angry, or I'm not going to talk to you, whatever the passive-aggressive behavior can be. And so usually when we haven't made peace with our trauma, when we haven't made peace with our inner child, when our inner child is running the show, that's when we really struggle with boundaries. So barriers to boundary setting are often fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of confrontation, feeling guilty, safety concerns. So if you're dealing with someone who is physically dangerous or threatening you, it may not be safe to set explicit boundaries with that person. And if you're in that kind of situation, you have to work with someone and get extra help, advocacy through an agency that works with people who are in these kind of situations that are violent, a therapist, a counselor, and create a safe plan um, in order to exit that kind of situation, right? To get help, professional help. So we talked about um, physical boundaries. We talked about emotional and intellectual boundaries. I want to give you guys another example of emotional and intellectual boundaries I want to use my relationship because that's kind of been the biggest teacher in my life. One of the biggest teachers in my life has been my relationship with my, with my husband. Obviously, I'm learning from all of my relationships. But this particular relationship has really helped me understand the concept of and the importance of respect. Respect for yourself and respect for the other person. 
I used to struggle with that a lot. If my partner thought different to me, if my partner wanted different to me, I used to reject him because I felt so insecure and threatened by the fact that there was a difference of desire or difference of opinion or difference of whatever between us that I struggled to respect his opinion, right? And you see this all the time. You see this in our society where people want to destroy something that's different from themselves. Often that's because of lack of boundaries, lack of respect. I also want to highlight that within relationships, when we do have differences of opinion, differences of needs, differences of wants, it's okay for us to say, hey, this is not working for me. I want something different. And to honor and respect yourself and your needs. Because respect has to first and foremost start with yourself. When you respect yourself, you will respect others back. When you respect yourself, you will receive the same respect back. So when it comes to boundaries, self-respect is really important because without self-respect, we won't be in a position to actually implement healthier boundaries and instead end up judging ourselves for our needs and desires and judging others for their needs and desires. This is why self-reflection is a key component to healing. If we don't reflect, if we don't question our behaviors and our thoughts and beliefs, we will not grow, we will not you know, awaken. And so I realized that, hey, this is not okay. Imagine if someone did that to me, forced me or rejected me because I believe something different to them. The world not, is not about trying to find people who are exactly like yourself, but rather looking at ways that you can coexist with respect and with love. Healthy boundaries allow us to respect others, to have high self-esteem and self-respect. Boundaries help us become more assertive, to confidently and truthfully say yes or no and be okay when other people say no to us. And this is a tough one. This is a tough one. <laughs> I know because I get triggered even when my husband sometimes says no to me or anyone says no to me, I notice that trigger, that wound opening up again. And I have to sit with that and nurture that wound and just be like, okay, it's okay for others to say no to you. This is a good thing. Let them speak their truth. You can only be responsible for yourself. So boundaries help us separate our needs, our thoughts, our feelings and desires from other people and help us get to a place of really knowing who we are, recognizing that your boundaries and needs don't have to be like everybody else's. You can make healthy choices. You can take responsibility for yourself. You can be whomever you want to be, right? So unhealthy boundaries are characterized by sharing too much too soon, right? Or closing yourself off and not expressing anything about yourself. So we don't want boundaries to be too rigid and we don't want them to be too loose. Unhealthy boundaries are also when we feel responsible for other people's happiness, other people's suffering, other people's needs and desires. There's an inability to say no for fear of rejection or abandonment. I experienced this a lot with my family. A lot of guilt tripping, a lot of feelings of, you know, just... Feeling, feeling crap, basically. Feeling like I am the one that needs to save them or I am the one that's responsible for what they're going through. 
And this wasn't always their fault. There were many times where I had this story and this narrative running through my head that it is my job to make the other person feel better, especially those that are closest to me. It is my job to take away their suffering. It's a narrative and a story that I learned as a child. It was my own anxiety that I was uncomfortable with and the fact that I felt such an amount of guilt by implementing boundaries that I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't implement boundaries. I wouldn't prioritize myself because of the guilt and then I would feel resentful. So it was all about me and the narratives that I had running through my mind and my level of discomfort with the boundaries that were necessary for me to implement. It was my own anxiety around sitting with the discomfort of saying no, of showing up for myself that made me get resentful. And then that's when we get caught up in that victim consciousness and victim mentality. That's when we start blaming other people and we start to think that no one cares about me. All I do is this. No one loves me. No one thinks about my needs and whatever the stories are. So unhealthy boundaries, they weaken our sense of identity, how we perceive ourselves. They disempower us and they allow other people to make decisions for us, which will make us feel powerless. And this can also be with the thoughts that we have about other people. So maybe somebody else isn't thinking that way about you. But the fact that your mind reading that they will think about you is going to lead you to not set that healthy boundary. Repeating the same behavior, the people-pleasing behavior, and burning yourself out. There are different types of boundaries, like I said, and I just realized that I forgot to mention financial boundaries. Important. If you lend money, you make sure that you get your money back or you make sure that you don't lend money if that's not something you're comfortable with. Boundaries around your belongings and your stuff. People respecting your things. Boundaries around time. People respecting your time. I remember I used to have a friend who always showed up half an hour later than when we had decided to meet. And so I spoke to her assertively and I said, look, this isn't working for me. I don't feel respected here. And I understand that this is not personal because you're not doing anything to me. This is just a reflection of your challenges with your time. But I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with waiting around for you. So if this friendship is important, you will make an effort or it's just not going to work out for me. So time boundaries are also really important. Tips for setting healthy boundaries. First of all, identify your values. I think it's important that you understand your values. Check in with yourself and see what's important for you. Are you honoring yourself? Are you valuing yourself? Because if you're not, of course, you're not going to get the same back. From others. The inner reflects the outer. I always say that and I truly believe it. It's the thing I've seen in my life over and over again. When you identify the need to set a boundary, make sure you do it clearly, calmly, assertively, respectfully, and you know, try and use as few words as possible. You don't need to justify yourself. You don't need to get angry. You don't need to apologize. You know, you're not responsible for other people's reaction to the boundary that you're setting. You're only responsible for communicating your boundary in a way that is respectful. If you upset someone, you have to know 
that this is something that is their problem. It's their trigger. People who are accustomed to controlling, to abusing, to manipulating, they will test you. They won't like it. They're going to reject you. I've been at both ends, so I know what I'm talking about here. Plan it, expect it, and remain firm because your behavior has to match the boundaries that you're setting. You can't successfully establish a clear boundary if you send mixed messages to people by apologizing constantly. At first, when I started setting healthier boundaries, I felt selfish, I felt guilty, I felt embarrassed. For a long time, I would come home crying, whether it was um, after work or having talked to a family member or someone I was dating or a friend, whomever it would be. After implementing a boundary, I would be a mess because my sense of identity and who I was was so wrapped up around this good girl, right? Someone whose job is to literally be there for others, avoid rejection, make sure that everyone else likes me, no one rejects me, no one thinks badly of me. I mean, it was an impossible expectation, an impossible task. But I stuck with it. I sat with the discomfort of that pain. And I did it anyway. And I reminded myself repeatedly that I have the right to self-care. One of the challenges of implementing boundaries is when we're dealing with people who are toxic. And often these people can actually be people who are very close to us, such as a best friend, a parent, a sibling. But their behavior is toxic and it can be quite damaging. So toxic behavior are usually when someone tries to take advantage of your kindness. They don't respect your boundaries. They manipulate you to get what they want. They put you down. They don't encourage you to pursue your goals. They feel entitled. They're frequently aggressive. They rarely apologize. They blame other people and don't take responsibility for their actions. They drain your energy. They always have a lot of drama and problems, but they don't want to change. They think about the rules, but they don't apply them. They talk, but they don't listen. So when you're dealing with people like that, you really have to make sure that you practice what I call loving detachment, especially if it's a family member. Physically remove yourself from the uncomfortable situation. Detaching is a shift away from trying to control people in situations. So when you're in a state where you're feeling like, oh my God, this person is just not respecting me, they're not hearing me, they're triggering me, then it's understandable that you want to protect yourself, right? So the best way to do that is to detach by removing yourself from that environment, especially when you're dealing with someone who's a narcissist or has narcissistic tendencies. Decline invitations to spend time with them. Let them make their own decisions and deal with the consequences of their own choices. Try and steer away from giving them advice and choose not to participate in the same old arguments with them, same old conversations and arguments. Limit the contact that you have with them. Sometimes the only way that you can protect yourself is to stop associating with toxic people who won't respect you. And that includes family members. Know that you have choices. One of the great things about being an adult is that you have choices. You don't have to continue to be friends with someone who takes advantage of your kindness or work for someone who criticizes and belittles you 
or stay in a relationship with someone who gaslights you. We all have choices and sometimes we don't particularly like these choices, but we aren't trapped. We're not powerless. We do have power. Unfortunately, there really is no easy answer. Sometimes other people will be angry and offended by your choices, even though you're not setting boundaries to be mean or difficult. But sometimes you just can't continue to have these kind of people in your life. Boundaries are a way to protect yourself from harm and maintain your autonomy and individuality. I have to be honest, I'm not a fan of the word protecting because I really don't want to believe that we need to protect ourselves in life. I really believe in a loving universe. However, I am a big fan of the word honoring yourself. And I think that with boundaries, we learn to honor ourselves. And as we honor ourselves, we feel more empowered and more powerful. Setting boundaries takes practice and determination. It doesn't mean that we demand other people to be you know, the way we want them to be. Not at all. Sometimes something that we think is a boundary setting can actually be more of a, you know, an emotional manipulative way of trying to get someone to do something that you want them to do, but they're not willing to do. So you have to be really mindful of that. But I think if you're not familiar with boundaries, it's important that you just learn more about them, that you start, even practice, you know, sometimes even write the script down and practice it in front of a mirror with somebody else. And don't let the anxiety, the fear or the guilt prevent you from taking care of yourself. You know, when you feel angry, when you feel resentful, find yourself sometimes complaining or whining. Know that these are all signs of you needing to set boundaries. Listen to these signs, listen to yourself, determine what you need to do, and then communicate it assertively. Learning to set healthy boundaries takes time. It's a process. It's something that happens with life experience. It's not something that happens overnight, but we all got to start somewhere. You want to make sure that you develop a support system of people who respect you and your right to set boundaries. You know, and if anyone is being behaving in a toxic way in your life, eliminate them from your life. Those people who want to manipulate you, abuse you, and control you are not the right people for you. And it's really important that, you know, we honor that, that we completely understand that and honor that. So a few common sentences that you can practice are things like, um, I don't appreciate you talking to me in that way. I don't feel safe, so I'm going to leave. I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm uncomfortable with what you just said, or I'm uncomfortable with what you just did. I'm not feeling well today, so can we pick this up another time? Thank you for the invitation, but I'm not sure. I need to sleep on it. Things like, I will respond to you when I can. I'm not okay with making jokes about other people's insecurities, I'm not feeling comfortable talking about other people behind their back. Depends on the context, right? There are so many different ways that we can practice boundaries, but it really comes down to making sure that you are aware of your priorities, paying attention to your intuition, assuming responsibility for your needs, and using things like I statements, I feel this when you do that, or I have felt that when you say this. Avoid excessive apologizing. 
expect discomfort and awkwardness, and continuously remind yourself of the benefits of implementing boundaries. You can also seek professional support around this topic. It's really important that you have a psychotherapist or a counselor that you can talk to, that you, you, know, you can get support from when it comes to dealing with boundary setting. Even writing a couple of affirmations down, I have the right to be visible and seen and heard. I will stand up for myself so that other people can learn to respect my rights, my needs, and not violate my space. Um, are powerful and can be very empowering. I have the right and the need to do things that are uniquely mine so I do not become overly dependent and lose my sense of self. Um, I'm able to be the way I really am rather than the way people want me to be. I'm aware of what's happening to me and will assertively protect myself from further violation and hurt. I choose to stay connected to my feelings and to honor my feelings. These kind of affirmations, if you write them down on a daily basis or put them somewhere where you can see them, can be really you know, helpful as a reminder. Okay, to conclude this topic and nailing the importance of boundaries, let's go over some of the core elements. Boundaries are the limits that you set that determine where others end and where you begin. There are physical and emotional boundaries as well as boundaries around your stuff, around time, around your opinion and beliefs and, you know, finances. And your boundaries are only as strong as your ability to enforce them. So actions have consequences and you have the right to protect yourself from any kind of future harm. Communicating your boundaries can be difficult. So instead of coming from a place of fear, try and assert your needs calmly and respectfully. You are not responsible for other people's reactions to your boundaries. People may try to control and manipulate you, but you have to remain firm. The more you do this, the stronger you get, the better you get at it. The importance of boundaries goes beyond building positive relationships with others. It defines your level of self-respect, self-dignity, and self-identity. I'm so glad that I could sit down and record this episode for you guys because it's been such a wonderful reminder for myself as well just about the importance of boundaries not just with other people but with ourselves too I know for me recently just not having clear boundaries around my work doing too many hours not finishing on time doing things that I had decided not to do and so on have had their consequences right on my health and so this reminder is exactly what I needed to get back on track and make sure that I honor all the things that I've, you know, decided that I need, my body needs, my mind needs, my emotional needs, and to stay true to them. So a few questions to ask yourself when it comes to boundaries. How much attention do people expect from you at a moment's notice? Do you always make yourself available? Do you answer your phone and your messages no matter what else is going on? How much praise and acceptance do you receive? How important is that to you? How do you feel after spending time with a family member or a friend or a colleague? These are the questions we need to ask ourselves to get better insight into our own relationship with our boundaries. So as time goes on, boundaries may require updating. 
and so revisiting this topic is really important but I'm just gonna leave it there for today guys thank you so much for tuning in if you're interested in working with me please visit mentalawakening.com.au if you love this episode please subscribe and leave me a review as it will help more people to access the information shared here as always i will speak to you guys again in two weeks time with a brand new topic until then take care everybody bye for now